You're listening to the Pittsburgh Podcast Network, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio. Just go to any of those apps and search Pittsburgh Podcast Network. Enjoy the show. <laughs> we are at Delaney's Coffee Shop Saturday morning the way we like it. In the iced macchiato. I love this place, man. It's the greatest vibe here. Delaney's on the south side. Check it out. All right, guys? Frank is here. Dave is here. We got Wayne down at the end of the table. We should talk we about Wayne, what like, we're drinking. Wayne, like, 50 feet away. Yeah, and you we mentioned never Wayne. never let Wayne near us. I noticed that. Every <laughs> no, time we do leaves. any recording, Wayne is 25 feet from everyone. <laughs> Why is that? Is this something we don't know? I don't know. Or not telling somebody, Wayne? Or is this something Frank only knows? Uh, You're never near anyone. Or Wayne. He's, he's, well, he, he's, sometimes he's not even in the room. This is true. He's a professional sound engineer. Yes. Uh, you know, he works over at iHeartRadio and stuff like that. And he's yeah. always behind a glass, probably, behind a booth. He's probably behind, used to being behind a glass. He's behind us. He's making it work. He's like Wizard of Oz guy. Well, he makes us sound good. He's the so. wizard, man. I, 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 unlike the previous three episodes when I was running sound, but yes. Wayne cleaned him up and edited. So <laughs> yeah. That was good. And we are at Delaney's. You mentioned that, Jim. And I love this love coffee it. shop. This is my neighborhood, Southside, yeah. now. And hanging at Delaney's. Uh, I like uh, love coffee shops. They get all the ads and the little flyers up there. I saw Gino Vanelli's. Saturday, October 29th. He's still alive. Gino Vanelli. That picture is definitely from wow. the 80s. Yeah, it looks like he just got out of jail in this photo or something, right? Yeah. Who's like going porn to see Gino Vanelli? Promoted by Rich English, so they're both 80. Wow. We love I Rich. love it. Sticks is Sticks. Sticks was here. Oh, that's Richie's thing. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Wow. Hey, did you see Brian Regan was uh, in town and he canceled? He's, he, he was supposed to be here tonight. Why did he cancel? He His manager, I was going to go to the show, his yeah. manager called... Uh, because of the musicians' union strike, I uh, believe that yeah. the so, I, this so is a guess. backing the musicians. Well, I, good I, for him. I, either that or the other unions are starting to support them. So you know, see Union Hall. So he, he, wow. he chose to he chose to. And cancel. Brian Regan said, "No, I'm not going to do that." Yeah, he canceled. I mean, literally yesterday. How's he drawing? Oh, he's sold he's, out. He sells out. No, this yeah. guy does no TV, really. No, just built it on his act. Yeah. Just amazing. Just amazing. One of the best You've worked live with him acts. Before, haven't you? No, I've, I've met him oh, but never worked with him. Yeah. I just interviewed him once. We, we didn't know. But, we but a great act. We booked him twice this year, and he's unbelievable. He's phenomenal. When is my next date? You're my agent. I know, right? I have no dates. When are we going to book Jimmy? Do we have any dates? I mean, uh, that's how you build a crowd. See, Brian Regan doesn't do TV. this live, and then people see him. Absolutely. They love him. And then they you know what they do. They say, hey, let's, let's go, go see out. him the next show. Let's go You out. know what? I really like that guy to go to work, and then and other people come, and then they start building. <laughs> yeah. we got to start that. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to ask you every week on this show. Until we have a date to next, announce. Next week, I'll announce. This could the date. be you, but now you have to. I'm asking every week. Well, Frank he, and I. He hasn't I'm going to listen to Frank. We're going to ask every week yep. to get the date. Well, every week. Wayne will insert <laughs> the date right in right in here, right when I say. I'm not and stuck. the date is. Gino Vanelli works more than me. Gino. <laughs> Gino Vanelli. That's true. Well, Dave was going. He's got to darker hair. Yeah, huh? you were going. To, you good. had you had a bunch of dates with Jimmy, but. Because of the union strike, you decided ah, Jimmy, no, you were protecting no, no. Jimmy's interests. I don't do it. That's right. I stand <laughs> Jimmy, by the union. I'm a union guy. Shuts Jimmy shuts I'm down. I'm after SAG. That's union. <laughs> I stand by the union, brother. That's right. We do. That's the excuse David's using for not having any problems for you. <laughs> One day, I'm going to have a show. I'm going to announce a show. I'm telling you, man. Before, before I'm 60. 
You played this. It's going to be before yeah, this, before this I is, retire. I'm going to go do a show. Yeah, you, like David said, you played every town, even a coffee shop. You even coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're out of venues for you, Jimmy. That's true. I, I uh, what? You know, pleasure bar Monday night. I'm working out. If you want to be out the pleasure bar, nine o'clock, Bloomfield. It's really cool. Stop on by, uh, and uh, beer high. Uh, beer high. And Wednesdays, nine o'clock. Not there. I'm not there every Wednesday, every other Wednesday to be here, but I'm, I'm pretty much every Monday at the Pleasure Bar. And it's really fun. It's really cool. It's set up real nice. I love it. Yeah, cool. Come on by. St- stop by. It's don't free. Forget I think it's like two bucks. Don't forget you have a bunch of private shows. Oh, I do have private shows, too. Yeah. Yes, yes. We have a lot That's, of those coming. So we, love the, we love the private shows. Oh, private's it. good. Private's are really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm booked at... at um, where are the CR private shoes? I'm looking at Frank's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Very private. Very, very private. private. Yeah, yeah, very private. I don't even know when it is. <laughs> hey, uh, we're going to do a, uh, a show dedicated to uh, uh, Mr. Sam Nicotero, who uh, passed away. Frank Nicotero's dad. And yeah, dedicating the show today because he was an influence to a lot of people in radio and comedy and performers in this city. He really was. Uh, I love this guy, Sam, his dad. He had such a spirit about him, and it wasn't about anything. How can I put this? I would just say he's fearless. he was fearless. He tried things. He did things. He acted. He was on radio, did comedy. You name it, he tried it. And I thought that, to me, that's like... Amazing! It didn't matter about what people said, thought, whatever. And he was very talented. Uh, he passed away. We lost him. And uh, you know, Frank. Do, uh, do you remember seeing him in Hoffa? I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. He's he was supposed to be just. Up. He was supposed to just be a stand-in, and he ended up ad-libbing a line. And, well, he put and that line Nicholson himself. Liked it. And yeah. Nicholson liked it, and they put it in. That's hysterical. See, that's what I mean. It's fearless, Dave. Yeah. That, that's amazing. I mean, you know? who, who, who ad-libs a line with Nicholson? <laughs> well, I'm saying we're all afraid in this business. Yeah. You get in this business because you're afraid. You're in fear. It's true. It's yeah. true. Sam Nicotero per- had no fear. The fear. That's correct. That's he what did. I loved about that guy. Yeah. He was a live wire. He was really, very real. Very, what, as, very As you real. saw him in person, that's how he was. Yes. In life, on set, on radio. I mean, he was a rebel on radio. In, 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 in uh, Greg Nicotero, I know with Frank, obviously, he's influenced with Greg Nicotero, who uh, uh, does all the special effects. He's a producer. And yeah, all, director, by the way, producer, that yeah. blender in the background, that's part of the ambiance. That's authenticity, yeah. baby. I love it. Yep, yep. But anyway, so, so if you hear that noise in the background, it's not me getting a filling. It's the blender. <laughs> that's the blender. It's making my macchiato. <laughs> right. Macchiato. Yeah. or o. I don't even know. But anyway, so, yeah, but, but Greg, I was talking to him, and, and he said, uh, Jim, I wouldn't even be... I wouldn't even be standing here. You know, wouldn't be, in, in other words, I wouldn't be on Walking Dead if it wasn't for Sam. He was telling his, some other people that he works with, too. He said, Walking because Sam's the one that got him involved with, like, meeting different people and George Romero and people like that and Tom Savini or whatever. and Just different influences that, that made Greg want to get into that, he said, to get into that business, that they like special effects and all that. And then all of a sudden he takes off with... You know, Greg does the Quentin Tarantino's movies from Kill Bill to Pulp Fiction or whatever, and you know, and then obviously The Walking Dead, where he directs also stuff, yeah. and and of course Frankie with, with you know owned the, the game shows and things, and the great one of the great stand-ups you ever see live, and his he has a project coming out too pretty soon. We can't talk about it right now, but it's coming out. It's a national right, project. Sold a so. Show to a network. But anyway, but it's porn. Sam was uh, <laughs> a porn piece. What's that? Thing? Small porn. Oh well, soft. That's, it's soft. Soft. Porn. 
this guy, yeah, it's cable porn. <laughs> but he's, but yeah, so anyway. You know, that's Nicotero, that's the first time on stage that I saw him was at your show at Graffiti. No, not your show. Uh, there was some kind of thing going on there that you were hosting, and, and yeah, Nicotero was, came was on. It, was it a, he was um, 19 or? It was, a, it was a talent kind of thing. It was, yeah. I remember it was, yeah. it was a, I think it was a wine cooler. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the it company. Was, well, was that Graffiti? White so Mountain one Cooler. When, when wine coolers Bartles were real James. big. Yeah, White Like Mountain. that. And it was at Graffiti or something. I was hosting it, and Frankie was one of the contestants. He was 19. He did real well. He did real well. And then from there, he's Do you know how many comedians have opened LA. for you? I, I, well, you Everybody know what? It's in funny. The city Every, has, has, has opened for you. Well, that's what's really cool, because whenever I started going out to uh, L.A. And getting, a few years ago, when I got let go of the radio station, I'd go out to L.A. and, and you know, get on the stage at the Laugh Factory, Hermosa Beach, Ice House, all this stuff. So I'm getting on stage in Knockwood, everything was going great and everything. But it was one, funny one night, I was sitting there with uh, uh, Mark Eddy and Frank Nicotero. We're sitting in this top room up there. And I'm like, holy shit, man, my boys in Pittsburgh kind of run the town. <laughs> they really do. They do. Yeah. I mean, others, they can make calls and other people and get you on stage. That's hard. That's, believe me, it's hard to get on. These stages yeah, in LA. It's yeah, oh same. my God! I, the, the MC at the this is uh, three years ago. The MC had done like four Tonight shows. The MC, <laughs> you know, Jesselneck yeah. was on the bill, and the, I can't remember who else. But anyway, it's like all these you know national acts, and then they throw you, everyone does like ten minutes each. Best club is uh, yeah, you got you love Hermosa Comedy Magic River in LA area. But anyway, yeah, so it's kind of cool. I was real proud of boys. You know, a lot, a lot of the. The Pittsburgh guys, it, it was started, you know, they were kids, and now they're all headliners and doing fantastic. You know, so I'm proud of those guys. Really great talent out of the city, man. we we got a lot lot coming up, too, a lot of talent coming up. Yeah, I want to talk about something. I, I, I was in Giant Eagle uh, yesterday, which I love Giant Eagle. Love it, you know. Because, as you know, my wife is the real estate mogul. In, in Hetty Crenn, real oh, estate man. mogul. You need a household. There you go. There's my plug. She's like, she's like better than Trump. She's developing projects now, <laughs> which is great because now I have not only a beautiful wife, but now she now I don't have to work. Yeah. I, this is the goal of every guy. This is my dream. It's come true. A lot of people don't get these dreams come true, but it's come true. So you have this beautiful woman, and she makes a lot of money, and, and I don't have to do anything. So every once in a while, I got to pretend like I'm doing something. Could only use the old I'm writing so many times. Yeah. Especially when you have nothing written. So I go in, in uh, to Giant Eagle, and I'm in line, and <laughs> by two, two lines I give her. One, I'm writing. Two, Dave and I are working on a date. Yeah. We're getting a show We together. have to do those. We got to hold two hours. Those are automatic. Anyway, so I'm Giant Eagle, and I'm in line, and these two college kids are there, and they're buying eight pumpkins or something. Probably mass murderers or something. Who knows? Who the hell buys eight pumpkins? I was thinking that. But it was Were they dressed kids. like clowns? Yeah, it was weird. Why would you buy a pumpkin? So they're standing there, and they're at the thing, and, and they go, well, they didn't make the eight items or less line. Maybe that's why they bought eight pumpkins. But anyway, so, it, so they're in line, and they're looking at tabloids, and they go, oh, Brad and Angelina. They go, they go, the guy goes, why the fuck would I care about Brad Pitt? Why do I care about him, man? He's got, he actually said this, he's got a full head of hair. <laughs> 19, who says that? But anyway. Well, he, the kid was balding, but he says, so what here? It's probably on his mind. He says, he's a good-looking guy. He says, he's got, a, what, $100 million he's going to get. So, big deal. Actually, he's going to get $200 million, but I didn't want to tell him that. But 
So he's like, why would you feel bad for him? I'm thinking, he's got a point. This is the biggest story right now around the country. I know. Non-political as far as, like, everybody's talking about why, Brad. Why is everybody Pitt, so Angelina concerned with this? It's weird. I don't know. It's a weird infatuation we have with entertainers. Because think about this. They're movie stars. What do we give a shit? We st- there are actually tabloids out there saying that Jennifer Aniston's going to get back to him. Like, that was, how long ago was that, for Christ's sake? Yeah. Like, well, Jennifer she's married. Aniston's, she's married and has kids. Like, Jennifer Aniston was waiting. Yeah. Like, she was waiting, going, I know, it's that she-devil. It's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm going to pounce. Get my Rachel haircut and I'm going. No, it's, they're not, there's, not, there's not a chance for crying So Brad Pitt, I think I, I do feel for him. I think I know what happened. She got pissed at him because he couldn't name all the fucking kids. kids? <laughs> Jesus Christ, they had every two days there was a kid. I know that. I read that at tabloids. Had to get loves the tabloids. So I'm reading them. It's like all of a sudden you see a kid pop up and there she goes visit somebody in Taiwan or there's a kid adopter. And I think what happened was they're having breakfast one day and these kids are all around and Brad Pitt's sitting there eating a waffle or whatever and Angelina's sitting there and he just innocently said who's the Asian kid? <laughs> who's the little Asian kid? She said, what? I said, who's the little Asian kid? She said, fuck you, I'm out. You don't know, <laughs> you don't know Su Wee, <laughs> who we adopted 48 hours ago on Amazon, and he came in the box? <laughs> you don't remember me opening up the box? <laughs> Amazon, I'm, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, exactly, yeah. Frank. It was free shipping. No, Prime. I didn't even think of that until you said it. It was Amazon, but it had to be. And he didn't know Su Wee, so he's like... Angie, I, I almost don't, don't I, I, she said, you should know all 26 kids' names <laughs> by now. By the way, he does do well on Father's Day. He's, you know, oh, a lot of gifts. God, but very any, well. So, uh, yeah, th- that's the thing I was wondering. They make that $400 million, They're split into $400 million, 200 mil each, they're saying. They got, why would you have 26 kids if you know you're, if you're kind of. Or on the yeah. rocks. I mean, yeah. come on. These two knew they were going to really get divorced. They, when they get married, they know they're going to get divorced. How many fighters. do they really have? I, like, I like think eight? about 18. Now, Frank, do you know how many kids they have? Dave, you know? eight, seven. Wayne's Wayne, gonna you're check. a Wayne's fact gonna check. checker. Wayne's you're like check. a fact checker at the debates. He knows all the facts. I think it's six. Yeah, six or eight. My God, if Wayne knew, he knows that off by heart. He's ashamed that he knows it, huh, Wayne? You know it. You know their names, don't you? <laughs> but... It, so six Wayne says, I'll go with that. wonder if Clooney is uh, kind of upset now that he's married because Brad be back out on the you prowl. He and, Brad and Clooney will be, out. Brad will be the single. Town. I don't know. You know, though, Brad's in his – it's interesting. It's different times. Brad's in his 50s, man. I mean, the guy looks great. Don't get yeah. me wrong. He looks he's still look Brad in his 50s. He's, he's still Pitt, Brad Pitt, man. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he could be yeah. 70, Come on. He's Brad Pitt. Yeah. Well, that's true because the dude – now, this is the tabloid, so don't – and now this is real, by the way for real facts, but um, the guy Angie's going with is supposedly in his late 50s that she left him with, but he's a billionaire. Oh, she's already involved. Yes, according to uh, one of the examiners or whatever it was called, yeah. one of the respected publications, supposedly she met some guy when she's doing her charity work, and he's a billionaire. And, and he, he's you had to go. You have to go with a B. Yeah. yeah, you have to go pick. Go with a B. You're yeah. only going to get Angelina Isn't funny Jolie. those magazines just make shit up, but then all of a sudden sometimes it ends up being true? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. The, well, you, it, you it, almost can't. can't it, it's you, odd. Yeah, you can't push, you can't deny it wholeheartedly because all of a sudden some of this stuff just turns up being true. Well, there's no real journalism anymore. No, it's all made up. I mean, no, but I mean, CNN, Fox, all the real, the, supposed the news journalists are yeah. tabloid journalists now. Yeah. It's all great. Everything, it's, 
right? Yeah. Since, uh, what's Trump. her name? From, from Knox, the, the girl from Italy. With the, the yeah, you know, she's doing a show on Netflix A Man and Us. He's a big yeah. hot show on Netflix. Yeah, that's coming right? in, in, in So that's just it. I think that was one of the things, too, that really made, like, because the, the, the tabloid journalists were killing, like, the Post and the Times. So they had to get, like, down and dirty and start doing all these cheesy things. Angelina Jolie, they have six. Six kids, her and Brad. Six kids. It does kids. seem like it is a six. lot more. That's this yes. week, Jimmy. I don't know. I, I'm week. saying there's more. Maybe that's what the <laughs> argument was with Brad Pitt. She that's, said they're, our, they're just our, showing six. Yeah, she said they our, just show six. our six kids and Brad Pitt goes, six, he goes we bullshit. Got we got more there's than more that. Coming. Is it wrong if we make fun okay. of the names no, or try to pronounce no. the names? Uh, there's Vivian. Well, Vivian's in, uh, in, uh I think wow. Marceline's the, the, the mother's, her mother, Angelina's mother's name. See, I read the tablets ahead. Uh, I think, I think, or something about that. Uh, Knox, Leon, Zachary, Maddox. I remember Maddox, who yeah. I believed, and this, I don't want to be rude or mean, please, I'm sorry if you're insulted by this, but I thought he was a 40-year-old guy when I first got him. I Maddox. Wasn't, wasn't sure about him, yeah. <laughs> he was a little fella. Uh, Shiloh, who looks like a miniature uh, written in Pax, who's uh, another, the other six. He's number six, right? Pax. Pax. Yeah, the cute kids. I, I feel bad, though, yeah, overall. I mean, I'm not making fun of divorce. That's well, the worst. That's the hardest, yeah. man. You know, that's tough. It's nice of them to adopt the kids and give them, you know, a, a great life. And it, it, But that's not, well, a lot you of think work, about man. it, guys. It's hor- it must be horrible coming from a divorce. You know, we have to go through a divorce with, it's tough on the kids, right? You know, when the elephants, the elephants fight, the grass gets bruised. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's easier when you have 100 million. <clears throat> That's what I was going to say. I was like, but here's the thing. They were adopted from third world countries and stuff. And, and, and I guess if you're given a deal, the deal was like, you know, hey, worst thing in the world. Worst gut-wrenching. Horrible. Your parents get divorced. But better than going back to you're either gonna live in, oh, yeah. You're either going to live in Laos or Malibu. <laughs> That's right. And, and daddy gets visitation a lot. So you see him a lot. He'd be like, I'm in. Right? right I so they they're gonna live a nice life privileged get roles probably they'll all be actors they'll all be they're actors oh yeah they'll all right? be doing something or producing whatever yeah. so yeah so that, that's we have to touch it it's, a, it's everyone's talking about this so the, the other thing we're talking about we have that everyone's talking about uh, Donald Trump he had some some dirty whatever some X-rated language or whatever. How did they get that? Lewd, did that Bush guy let it? It must have been leaked by Billy Bush or someone who, from entertainment back in the day. Well, Billy didn't look good either. No, Probably an old, like those audio, old audio tech, yeah, he sound engineer like out. Wayne. No. It must be one of those things because there's like a hundred of them we got on Dave. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Wayne released. records all this. All our audio files. This is why we give Wayne money all the time. We got phone conversations of Dave. It's unbelievable oh, stuff. And half of them are in Spanish. It's weird. Which I don't speak. Which he doesn't speak. But, but yeah, but, but so that's just when he runs for office, we're going to put them out. But, but so Trump was talking to Billy Bush. If you haven't heard the story or hear Who people talking Billy about Bush? it, he was like a reporter for, Inter- I think he's still on different shows here yeah, and there, but he's, he's like a reporter for like, you know, Entertainment Tonight, Good Morning America Now or something, whatever. He's like one of those guys. He's, talking kind of heads. he's related to the Bushes, right? Is yeah, he? he's a real, he's a Bush. Way? Yeah. He's a nephew of one Holy of the... Yeah. He seemed a little odd where he was trying to get the girl to give him his affection to. He goes, why don't get in the middle? And how about giving me some love? Yeah, he was goes, playing along kind of like a about? cheese ball he as was, well. He was nervous. Yeah, he wanted to be in with Trump 
yeah. Trump, cool Trump guy, was, buddy up. Yeah, he was he, he was talking about like how he was hitting on a girl. Trump was hitting on a girl, giving him his best lines, and the girls turning him down, which was you know ridiculous because you can imagine Trump's lines. You know, like hey. You must work at the post office because you're checking out my package, and it's huge. <laughs> and he's complaining. It doesn't work. I can't believe she didn't want me. And he starts to kind of, you know, locker room talk, they called it. Yeah. And that was the, that was the excuse they give. They go, it's locker room talk. It's all it was. No, it wasn't. You're not in a fucking locker room. No. You're talking to Billy Bush from Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, you're locker room's locker room talk. I'm not talking to a reporter. And it, it's kind of a reporter. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were on the bu- no on, on the tour bus. It was off camera, but they had their mic pack on, and yeah, it was really bad. And he Remember? he said it was locker room talk. Now he came out with another apology, but it, he he just keeps apologizing. He always says something, then his um, surrogates will come on. Well, he walked that back. Yeah, I don't care if he walked it back. He said it, and he says things every day. My face is day, leaving in ten minutes. Back. Be on it. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Really remember, hurt. Remember really the, hurt. Remember the famous one of Schwarzenegger. When he was in this, uh, with the maid, with no, when he was uh, he was in his dressing room, and the mic was still on in the movie. He was doing a movie, and he was supposedly getting serviced. You don't. So Arnold goes off on. Yeah. Oh, no, I can no, imagine. No, no, he didn't go off. No, he was the mic. Was, the mic was live. In a makeup. Uh, tra- in the make. In the makeup. In the makeup uh, trailer. Okay. But. He was getting uh, a little. Was he being degrading? Huh? He was getting fun. He was getting. He was getting ahead. Oh my head. god! Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. In the movie. I thought you used to do that as a as a, a bit. No, I do now. I'm going. I'm going to do <laughs> well, for the oh next show god, that we're going to be doing. Yeah, right, right, right now. <laughs> I yeah, they, and that's uh, Wayne's nodding his head like he has it in his phone. Like that's. <laughs> Did you ever hear of that? Is that your ringtone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You call Wayne, you get. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> really? It's a, a yeah. Man. No, but that's. But this is a presidential. It's different. Well, he was a governor. The well, no, he was just. He, he was, was just an actor then. at that time. But, but that's just it. You run for office, but man. he didn't it's degrade odd. anybody. He was just having. He sex. was just being degraded. He was having sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. But yeah. Tr- he was <laughs> just having sex. Well, there's a difference. To be balanced. Bill Clinton, man. No, his pickup line was, I'm Bill Clinton. That was it. <laughs> that's all he needed. He did, that's the difference. Clinton wouldn't have had locker room talk because he would have been sleeping with that woman. Yeah. Uh. He, first of all, he, yeah, he, he, he had a higher success rate. Yes. Yeah. He, he wouldn't have had to talk about that, that stuff. He, he would have cl- been like. He was classier. He would have <laughs> just kind of danced around the whole thing of, you know, how I didn't have sex with her even though he did, you know. And Trump, that's what it is. Trump didn't get any, so that's why he had to talk crass. He didn't secure him. Who was his? Bill Clinton would have been like, uh, I don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, who, was, who was Clinton's campaign manager when he ran the first time? Um, might have been Dick Morris was no, part no, no. of it. Paul I know it was Agala? part of the team. No, 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 the famous Stephanopoulos. Stephanopoulos. Was that him? Who was Stephanopoulos? Stephanopoulos. Oh, James Carville. Carville. James Carville. They who? asked They asked him who about was? Bill Clinton one time, and he yeah. said, it's an old southern state. And he goes, it's... He's a hard dog to keep on the porch. <laughs> is that what he uh, said? What did he say? He's a hard dog to keep he's, on the porch. He's, he's a hard dog to keep on the porch. He's a hard dog to keep on the porch. That's right. Never James Carver's He wandered a little. <laughs> he was a little wanderer. Uh, wait. Stephanopoulos. No, who it was, was he Carville. With? I know, but who was he with? Who he, was was, he, he was the press secretary for, for Clinton. He was the press secretary. Yeah. Thank you. I, I couldn't, wouldn't sleep tonight if I didn't know. I know he has a TV show now. 
That's just it. He does Good Morning America. You get yeah, that, he has a Sunday show, too. You get that gig with the president, you get your own TV show, man. You're going to end up on one of these shows. It's awesome. Well, wait till you see what, what Obama gets when he gets out. Oh, he's gonna be, God. He's he, going to probably he's, be one of the wealthiest. Yeah. Because yeah. he's so Th- articulate. Think about it. When you're out, okay, your approval rating goes up. His approval rating this week, 55%, which was the highest since his very first term, since he first went into office. That's pretty amazing when you're last. So, and you will bump 15%, 10 to 10 to 15% bump a year after you're out, because all of a sudden you become yeah. well. Everybody you know, looks back. You're romanticized about the past. We love what you were doing, especially if Trump gets in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, rating, oh, yeah. Oh, it's just so you're romanticized. So it, you're right. So. If you these guys are getting, they what did you book? You know these guys. What did they get a speech? How much does uh, would Bill Clinton get what a speech Clinton? at Bear Aspen or Alcoa or somebody said, hey Dave, book um, Bill Clinton and Jim Crane to open ten minutes. That's all. Jimmy. Thank you. Uh, listen well, to that uh, big old you know, Mac truck. That uh, was my horn effect. But uh, in, in, and Clint, they said Clinton what would started they, out what would higher than anybody. He started at 125 uh, when he first came out, but then he went up to I think I think he then he went up to around 250. He's well, he's not doing them now. But if if Hillary does not get in, say she didn't get yeah, or before she was running, he would probably be. Was he in the 200 range, 250? He's in the two to 250 range, if if not higher sometimes. We got to raise my rates a little. (laughs) You got to raise a little higher, just a little. It's all about me, Frank. It is my. It's all about me. It should be. We're, we're making the announcement on Monday. Krenz rates just went up. He saw Clinton. Krenz just went up. Poor David. He gets the A chair and he's getting sliced and diced over here. I love it. Oh, yeah. He's my Paul Schaefer. Ed McMahon or whatever. He, he wore a Pirates the- T-shirt in, which we love. Looks great on you. Nice Pirates T-shirt. Hey. We'll get him next year. Uh, but then we had to tell Dave they're not in the playoffs. We'll I, get him next year. I thought we were still... Had a shot. Season's <laughs> over, but that's okay. The, the baseball's a fickle thing. I'm just, I'm happy, you know, with the buckets. I think we, we got a nice core. We got a nice core, right? We're going to have Gene Collier on the show in a week or so. So oh, yeah. we'll talk baseball with him, all right? Yes. A little bit of baseball wrap up. Look, Pirates, Pirates future. We got some football uh, people coming out. We got Rocky Blyer's going to actually. Gene wrote a play about Rocky. It's, he's going to be in December. Yep. We'll, we'll talk all about that. It's going to be coming up in the next few weeks, actually. John and Craig here from the Yajagoff podcast, the only podcast in all about Pittsburgh. That's a great thing, actually. <laughs> Just a, you and I talking about Pittsburgh, that's plenty. Yeah. What, what do we actually talk about on so the podcast? So I think you know, if I were to describe it to someone, you know, if my mom asked me, you know, what do you guys talk about? I would say interesting people, interesting places, interesting events, and the, the things, the parts of Pittsburgh that aren't sports, they're not politics, that make up the city of Pittsburgh that we all know and love. And we talk to people, we invite people in to talk to us who can get us free access to things and free food. And send food. Yeah. Yeah. If they in food and vodka, we're the happiest guys alive. You're on the show. Couldn't be happier to be on the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. Check it out. No restrictions. Uh, anyway, I want to talk about my, my, one of my favorite actors, uh, Jack Nicholson. There's another book coming out. There's probably 20 of them on him, but there's a new one coming out in December and, uh, about his life. And 
this could be essential Jack Nicholson. I hope it's an audio book. Uh, please, uh, don't you want to oh, hear him do a little oh, bit of the audio, Jimmy? Oh, that would be a lot, awesome, a lot of people man. don't do those. You know, no, their own audio. Right. Oh, God, that'd be awesome. Here's the prologue. <laughs> Jimmy, you should just read Thank his book. You, you should do it. Just, just, just read his book. <laughs> Here's my first impression I ever did in my life. I was about 12 years old, guys. And I, for some reason, now, my impression, I was able to actually, whatever for whatever reason, was able to do him spot dead on. Now, now, of course, everybody does Jack Nicholson. I think my my uh, my aunt Linda now does Jack Nicholson. Everybody does the impression <laughs> Jack Nicholson. But but I something about him absorbed with me, right, with cuckoo's nest. And that's when I first learned that I could even do impressions. I was 12 years old, and I remember walking out of the theater, and I watched Cuckoo's Nest, and I was just so affected by it. I don't know, it was just. To me, it was mesmerizing in, in, at that time, man. Imagine being 12. You know, I wasn't allowed to watch it, probably. I don't know how I got in there. My Uncle Johnny, I think, took me. <laughs> but I wasn't supposed to, but I was in there. And you're watching Jack, man. You're walking out, and you're just like, you know, those goobers and jujubees were they <laughs> great or what? And you just start talking, right? And, it's like, and I remember relatives and friends going, oh, my God, Jimmy, son. Like, so, obviously, you're a little kid, and you want attention. I did them 24-7 for about a month. It was driving people crazy. I mean, nuns in grade school, you know. Yeah. Sister Deganish. What do you mean? I got a D. We don't do that in this country or something. Like that's the part it. But but the but but you get yeah. I was you know we're gonna watch the Pirates are in the World Series. It was a long time ago. Doc Ellis curveball snapping like a fucking firecracker. Gotta let us watch it, Sister Deganish. You gotta. But yes, I started off. You did him as a kid? Yeah. I won a talent show with doing him as a kid in high school. I was like 12 when I started the one. I kept doing him and doing him. And then I started, I remember just doing him and I did my teacher, Mr. Delilo. <laughs> so I did Jack. I can't remember what I did as Jack, but I just, you know, just did the voice or whatever, you know, this is Jack, Nick, whatever. Mr. Delilo. Was my great teacher, man. I love this guy. This guy was a football coach. He was a 5'2 height, 5'2 wide. He had a gap in his tooth, and when he spoke to you, he spit at you. He like a <laughs> spittle, and uh, he'd just get on my shit all the time. And he would teach, he taught health and history, and health was awesome with him. As a little, I remember, I'm 17, I remember this guy teaching this man. I, and I did the impression of him in school, but it was, I just basically did his health class on stage. Like, you know, <laughs> be like, hey, Craig. This, so talk, this is this is VD. This is what it looks like. You don't have to worry about that for about 40 years because you have to have sex to even get any of this stuff, Craig. And that's going to even cost you money. And first, you got to get a job to so study everything. So he used to yell at me. He always, he's always that's like dead on. He, I don't know. The, Mr. Delight, anybody knew him, they'd be like, Craig, I see potential with you. I know you can do it, Craig. You're just an idiot. You know, they help me. True st- you should people, have developed him as a character. I, well, people, yeah, people would howl because they remember this, him doing this. If anyone was in class, I would in history class. I was sitting there, and I'd always get bad grades. <laughs> I was a terrible. I didn't bad student. Didn't study, and and so I'd get like a D or whatever. Set the scene. His uh, his uh, classroom overlooked this area, and there's this thing called Sloopy's. It was a convenience store in those days, and it was like every meth addict. And we probably didn't know what meth was then, but. That's for sure was whatever their version of it or whatever meant. They were there on the corner outside the <laughs> convenience store on Troy Hill. Rough little area. But anyway, every time he would give a quiz back, like every six weeks, I got to talk. And I knew it was, he was going to spit at me. He was going to give me the same speech each time. I'd get it back. I'd see the D 
or F, and I'd be like, gosh, Jesus. Here it comes. And I swear to God, he'd be staring out the window. He'd stare at, you see him staring at Sloop. He's in the upper left-hand corner of the <laughs> classroom. And he'd go, he wouldn't even turn. He'd go, hey, Craig, come up here. So I walk up and I'm looking at, and he'd always say the same thing. He goes, come here. You see that guy down here? You see that guy in the corner with the dirty T-shirt on, the cigarettes rolled up in his sleeve, and he's got the beer with the, the paper thing wrapped around him, and here's the loser. You see that loser down there? That's you in 10 years. You understand? That's you in 10 years, and I think that stinks. And you say stink in his spade. That stinks, so Fred. Stinks. Did you ever go back and see him? I did. I did. He uh, passed away a few years back, but I did see him a few times after. Uh, that he I was must on have radio been and all that stuff. He must yeah, have been happy he, how you did. I, I credited him a lot with the uh, stuff. He, it was funny because uh, I think I was 17. I remember graduating. He called me in his office. I was leaving. You know, it was like last day or whatever, and everyone says goodbye to everybody. And I remember, you know, I was walking by his desk. He goes, hey, come here. <laughs> so I walk in, and he goes, you know that, uh, you know that comedy stuff? I go, yes. He goes, you should get into that. <laughs> Good advice. Thank you, Mr. Delilah. Good advice. I will. He goes, not serious. You should get into that. Are those, are so those. saw it, though. But I was real shy, so there was really something here. <laughs> are those, are, are those the things that, that, that help you develop a character? Like, when you developed, like, an Otis and <laughs> yeah. Bobby Somgum. It's I mean, did, true, were they just voices, or were they characters that you saw and then, Characters, everyone was characters that I saw, and, and I grew up in the strip district, but I was able to do the impressions. For whatever reason, I was able to do the impressions since I was little. So I was 12, 13 years old. And I mean spot on, dead on. And what happened was, like, I would do, you know, if anyone remembers this guy, like, you know, Howard Cosell, I would do him, while, you know, announcing Monday Night Football. And I, and I can't remember the bit I did with him, but I, I wrote bits as a kid about these things. And I did a little bit of Ali or whatever. And whoever was on at the time, Jack, is of course, some characters. And there, were, there was a show called The Gong Show. Oh, yeah. And The Gong Show was huge. And so what happened was bars around the city were doing gong shows. And it was $50 first prize if you went in this thing. Now, I'm 17 years old. For some reason, they didn't card the people that were signing up for the show, we found out. Me and Kenny... Tommy, Robert, Richie, all my buddies growing up, Davey, they're all with me. And they let us all in. Under 21. Just because I signed, I was a contestant. <laughs> and there were contestants, I get different ages, I don't know. But they never questioned us, so they'd be backstage. And we'd end up getting them served somehow. I don't know how. That's beautiful. But, uh, so I won, I won the, uh, this, this show. Uh, I can't remember where it was, it was some little bar, Millville. It was a little bar, Millville. Well, we want, I won $50, which we all drank, the $50. So I'd win the first prize, and we drank it. So now we want to do it again. So Kenny would find another one in the paper for the next week. And he goes, hey, Jimmy, we're going to the Barney Stone. I go, okay. So we go to the Barney Stone, and I won. So Kenny would keep count. And I won 17 first places in a row. I won 17 gong shows in a row. Oh, my gosh. And that's when I started thinking, you know what? I'd be so cool to do this for a living. I, I wonder how you could do that. Can you even do that? I don't know, you know, how do you do that? Just, how do you make money doing this thing? And, uh, but that was how I started. Now, I had already won a talent show at high school, 
And then I won a talent show at community college and a talent show at IUP. So I won like 20-some talent shows. But I still didn't know how to do it for a living. Hmm. Like, you know, dad worked for the city. When I was an accountant for Westinghouse, I don't know how to do We're not an entertaining family. I grew up in an alley. I have no idea. So uh, I started going to clubs and trying to get gigs. I didn't even know about an agent or anything. I didn't know any of that stuff. And I couldn't get a gig. Couldn't get a gig any because they, they wouldn't get an audition. They wouldn't even let me try get the audition, you know, which I think I may, you know, I was a kid too. I'm like, you know, what am I, 19 at the time, 20? So all of a sudden I'm 20 years, 20 years old, 21, and the Pittsburgh Comedy Club opens up on West Liberty Avenue. Dennis Miller gets the MC slot. Well, about a year goes by, Dennis Miller can't do, I'd worked at a club portfolio open stage there a little bit too, so I started oh, yeah. building an act. That about 12 minutes of material. And Dennis couldn't do a week at the Pittsburgh Club, so I went in and did it, and here I ended up getting a gig, and that's how it started. It bloomed all, and then about a year or two doing that, then I ran into Dave, and it was a blessing because well, he's the best college. agent in the country. Well, Just uh, happens to be in this backyard here, but uh, the guy wouldn't be half as successful if it wasn't for Dave. And then I met Frank a couple of years later, a few years later, and, and, and same thing, a great talent, helped, and we have a great team. but. It's such a cool business in that sense. You don't know where it's going to go. How does no. a guy go from an alley to performing like that? So anyone out there, you never know what the hell you can do. I, you I don't watch. know what you can do. But you know what the only thing is? The main thing is, for any kids out there, listen, just enjoy it, man. Don't worry about the money and don't worry about the fame. It's not about either. It's about doing something unique. It's about doing something unique. And that's why... You know, I love going to open stages even now and things like that. You're building all. I'm working on new material because you gotta, you gotta. It's all on you. You gotta turn heads, man. You gotta make people fucking just go. I want to pay twenty fucking dollars. I, I learned yeah. that as a kid. I learned it as a kid because I, you know, as I saw so many comedians blaming everybody for their things happening to them, and I finally said, you know what? If you want to do this to myself, we want to do this for a living. No excuses. Yeah. It's you. It's you. If there's no, I mean, really, I don't care. Even if it is somebody else, if you want to get twenty dollars ahead, I said to myself, you better be that fucking good. You got to carry yeah, you want to have have so people pay you money. You got to work to get that, you know. And, and I think it's like it in every business. And that's why I'm running for president. <laughs> a businessman. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but it's like in every business, isn't it, guys? Because you see, and, and you work with great agents. You know, you meet guys. Dave, you know, we, we're close friends like brothers, but, but, but a lot of it is. Uh, you were the first comedian you're great. to book. You, you delivered you your Miller end of it, but I had to deliver my end of it. You have to be unique. You have to continually be unique. You know, cause there is no who you know in this business. It really isn't. People think it is. No. It isn't. That might give you some intro. That might give you five minutes. But guess what? Uh, the rest of it's you well. Better, you, you told you better me, fucking yeah. You told me that a long time ago. You said you know you get somebody that gets up there that has uh, star power. The audience will give you the first five or ten minutes. Not even ten. The first five minutes, they'll go, okay, we're going to listen to this guy. But if you don't start delivering, doesn't matter how big a star you are, you no. have to deliver. You'll, they'll, the they'll people. Walk the room. There's guys who are known that walk the room. We'll give I kind of think that's why some artists like comedy too. Is be, it's like actors that like the stage. It's an immediate feedback. You don't, there's, there's no middle ground there. You know when you win. Oh, it's fail or lose. But you know what's interesting, too, David, is that get back to the, the, the who you know thing. In acting, it was getting into film acting, people think it's that, too, but it's not, it really isn't. Because if you give somebody a role in a movie, say you give a friend a role because you know them and love them. Yeah. If they don't deliver, 
that will cost that movie so much money that the person who gave it will never work again. It doesn't really happen like that. Because you really can maybe get a, something smaller, a little baby. I don't even know if you can get that, really. Because I saw what happened a couple of times where people got roles that, you know, I, they, they cost the movie a lot of money. And the people who gave it, they get a lot of heat, maybe not working. So that really doesn't happen. So you've got to study. You, whatever you do, study your craft, know your shit, and don't be delusional. It's work. It's it work. Is. You have to work. You have to earn it. You've got to, every job's the same. I think no matter what gig you do. I don't care what it is. You've got to earn some it. Roles, some roles, some movie roles seem like they were perfectly fit for certain actors, though. Like, could you imagine anybody else doing, you know. Walter White. Walter White. I mean, he, he was killer in that. You ready for this thing? Matthew Broderick was supposed to be Walter White. No way. Oh, yes. He turned it down. He was the first guy to get offered. Matthew Broderick. Could you imagine? I don't think it lasted a season. I don't know. I mean, he's a great actor. He, he's a great actor, but you'd really have to lose. You know, that's the one thing, too, is that when you have a major star in a role, it's sometimes hard to lose them in that role. Like Tom Hanks is getting so big now. He's still so good. He, you, you most often lose. I didn't think, I didn't think you lost him in uh, Cloud Atlas. I didn't. To me, he, he just... It, that the whole movie was a misfit, but but in in you know Forrest Gump and Saving Private Ryan and countless others, Hanks is just insane. He's, I heard he's great in Sully. I haven't oh, seen I Sully the, yet. The trailer looks amazing for Sully. <laughs> yeah. The guy's an amazing. Well, you know it's funny because whatever uh, whatever you're going for, for a movie, I guess I'm sure they offer guys based on that what they can sell overseas and things like that. And when Gump, when Forrest Gump came up, you know. Hanks was, he's always been basically a hot actor, but Travolta was maybe hotter at that point because Pulp Fiction, I guess that was right around that time, I would imagine. Yeah. Must have been. Because he was offered at first. He, Travolta was, was offered Forrest Gump, man. Oh. And then funny, wow. turned it down. How I don't know, could it have made it with him? I don't, I mean, he's a great actor. It's hard to envision, you know, loves yeah. like a box of chocolates. Yeah, I guess uh, we look, I don't know, it is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I don't you know. read the script, you're thinking, oh, this thing sucks. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, well, we're getting back to full circle. Jack Nicholson, we're talking about the book. He was uh, Michael Corleone was offered uh, for Godfather, one of the great roles of all time. He turned it down. Pacino took that role. He was offered a head. He was offered Hoosiers. He was offered Hoosiers. Nicholson was offered the lead in The Graduate, turned it down. Oh, he, Dustin Hoffman took it. So, I mean, I mean, that's, well, he does, he's not in a hell of a body of work, Nicholson, but I'm just saying it's. It's pretty impressive. I don't know if it would work. Maybe it wouldn't work, the graduate with Nicholson. Mrs. Ryan. What do you think? <laughs> yes? No? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Now, here's one. Here's a couple of really. You know, you know the X, you're X-Files fans, right? A little bit, yeah. yeah. You like it? Yeah. You Tom know, me, Jillian Anderson. Jillian. Guess, guess who is the original Scully? Pam Anderson. Oh, my gosh. Pam Anderson. Was Jillian Anderson's There's role. no way. So, yeah. She was offered first and turned it down. How about that? That wouldn't have lasted past the pilot. <laughs> well. Well, DeCovney would have been. DeCovney had a great time. I yeah, guess he'd he have been said, yeah. divorced even earlier. Michelle Pfeiffer was offered Silence of the Lambs. Now, see, yeah, I wonder if she. I think she could have pulled that She yeah. was good enough, she baby, huh? I agree. Yeah. Although, man, Jodie Foster's so freaking good, mm -hmm. man. I don't, yeah, it's. Paul Schaefer was asked to play George Costanza. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> and he turned it down. 
Thank God. I don't think he can act at all. I know. Why know, David? Jason Alexander was. Here's what they thought. Perfect. Yeah, and he was like a Jason was like played Charlie Brown on Broadway and all these different things and you know incredible body work. But Jerry called Schaefer and they asked him. He said no because he looks visibly oh sure a little bit like Larry David and that was the idea because because George was based off Larry David yeah so he had a little bit of resemblance. We turned it down. He says, "I'm busy. I can't do it." <laughs> <laughs> I work for the Yankees. I couldn't picture him being charged. Uh, how about Will? I work for the Yankees. How about Will Smith and Matrix? Turned down the whole franchise, man. Wow. Because he couldn't what? understand. He said, "Read it." He said, "Could." But I don't blame him. I watched it and don't understand. It. Yeah, Still like exactly. it. I could see Will Smith. It would have changed the direction of the film because I think Will Smith always, no matter how serious a role he's in, he always has a little bit of a comedic flair. You know, yeah, he, just, he does he, his own I thing. I think he would have. I think he could have survived that. I know. I, I sort of done well. You know, it's not in, in vogue to say this with, this with these movies, but sh- movie, shows, movie franchises like The Matrix or River, I, I really don't understand a lot. Like I like them. I don't like Game of Thrones. I don't understand. And I've oh, said this for you? two years now. And the new Mad TV just came out. There's a new Mad TV. Uh, Will Sasso's on it again. It's an alum kind of thing. Oh, wow. And they have a whole new cast. It's actually really funny. Oh wow. But their first week's skit, uh, second epi- first episode, I'm sorry, was that about the Game of Thrones, about how no one can understand it. <laughs> and they had people watching it on the sofa trying to explain it to somebody. Oh, they, you, you, you can't no recap that. But you love it. It's weird. It's like one of those things where you just can't stop watching it, but you really don't understand. I don't understand. I, I don't, don't even think it. the guy writing it knows what's going to happen next. Or, do you watch the show? Do you yeah. watch it all? You do. I stopped. That was one of the ones that stopped. You stopped. Yeah, everybody still watches it. It's, you it's, loved it. You, no, you, I did love you, it. Then I just got so confused. I didn't know so which family was gotta connected. Be, there's got to be nine. North, the South, at the East. Least I, I don't know what's going on. There's and they stopped getting naked. So. Well, there's, yeah. The, <laughs> you take the porn out. Forget it. I'm gone. Yeah. You like it, Dave. Tell me you like it. No, there's... There's got to be nine different storylines going on. And they keep introducing people. Make a bestseller book if you explain it to everybody. <laughs> yeah, try reading All the right, book. She's the mother of the dragons. Yeah. She's the keeper of the air. I don't know. What is she? That one lady. She's hot. She's hot. She could just say I'm hot. Yeah, Smoking she has hot. like a thousand names. She's Khaleesi, Khaleesi mother, of dragons, mother of dragons, and there's another name she goes by. Hot blonde girl. Hot I don't blonde know. girl. Amelia. Amelia know. Clark. She is beautiful. Yeah, she is beautiful. She is. Um, yeah, she's a great act. But so, I don't know. Shows like that, we... They're 50, we were talking about that last week, and they're like 50, what are they, 40, 50 million dollars or something, an episode, some crazy. Yeah, they're big. Year, I'm saying a season or whatever. Yeah. Look at this, it's crazy. I'll have to look up that <laughs> Mad TV episode because I've, I've always thought I said, that, that would be a great skit, trying to explain what the hell is going on. I'll have to check that out. So, so Hel- Halloween is, uh, is coming up, and we're going to do something nice for that. We got some surprises for the Halloween show coming up. Perfect. Next week, we're going to do, uh, we're going to Collier. Gene Collier. Tentative. Collier. Pencil in Gene Collier for next week, all right? Pencil in and everybody. Um, we're going to ask Dave for my tour dates every week. Next week I'll be <laughs> announcing the tour. I'm oh going to give you the review on the Gino Benelli show. Um, and Are you going to go to that? I think I'm going to go. <laughs> I, I, I recommend really anyone go. go. Gino Benelli. When is it? Oh, it's the 29th. I saw Gino Benelli. I saw Gino Benelli. I wanted to date this girl so bad at IUP. And I drove down because you'll do that for women. We do that, you know. And this is before I met my, my beautiful wife, which my, my wife, as everyone knows, took my virginity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get a little emotional talking about her. But oh, gosh. Before her, 
I took this girl to did see he, Gino Benelli. Well, you stole her off Bill Eiler. <laughs> yes, I did. I took her for a friend. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but Gino, I'll tell you what, Call he's a, he's a great Eiler. show. <laughs> Go see him October 29th. My friend Rich Engler's presenting him. <laughs> Rich always does uh, great events. He's got sticks coming. A lot of hits, well, man. Sticks, sticks played. Yeah, he had Kansas. Yeah. October sticks. 1. Oh, I'm yes. sorry. sorry. Okay, I missed sticks. We got Michael Smith, Christmas. His Christmas stuff with That's Full big. New York. So that'll be big, big, right? Yeah. And Gino's October 29. Very nice. So I'll see you everyone at the Pleasure that's Park. A, that's a. Frankie, tell us about tell us about our place there, Delaney's, and what else they own. Because they, right. they, they have all these great quality places. Besides, this is great coffee shop. What else they got? That's right. It's uh, We are at Delaney's Coffee Shop on the south side. We're on 17th, between 17th and 8th Street on East Carson. But the AMP Group, uh, AMPD, uh, the AMP Group uh, Family of Brothers Entertainment Developing Development and Hospitality Management Company. They own a bunch of places, pretty much half the city. They have Delaney's, of course, the coffee shop, uh, Tenpenny, Sky Bar, Diesel. Uh, uh, also, Penn Society, which is in the bottom of Tenpenny. A lot of people don't know there's a little nice little underground cool. club in there. That's really yeah, nice. Also, uh, local bar and kitchen, Steel Cactus, local brew house. And All also, quality, great places. Yeah, and, and coming soon is Social House, uh, which is the old Bossa Nova. I, oh, I, I can't wait. We, we got to go to that. Yeah. We gotta go to that. You so know, I got to tell you guys, I don't want to brag, but I won $18 on Vandal oh, last week. Did so you really? I'm kind of feeling like an expert myself. Wow. Oh, my gosh. You won 18 bucks. Big. Fantastic. Well, you, you're, you're buying today. I am buying. We're I, going I, down to the cactus, and we're going to have some drinks. You start to get confidence that you can do this Vandal thing now, man. I'm like, <laughs> I have the whole 18 bet back. By the way, <laughs> that's right. I have a plan to win hundreds of thousands of dollars, like the people in the ads. I'm oh, going to be yeah. that guy who does the ad. Yeah, watch. That's I'm right. going to do that, man. Well, there, there's somebody I winning. There's somebody winning. That's what I told Hetty. Somebody winning. He gave the 18 back. He goes, "Why did you bid it back?" I said, "Somebody's winning." I'll tell her if they they back me up on that. Absolutely. <laughs> that damn straight. Somebody's winning, man. <laughs> uh, everybody have, have a great uh, week, and we'll talk to you. We'll be here at Delaney's, and if you want to stop by. We'll uh, have it on jimcran.com, right? We'll, we'll, re- over yeah. Facebook, we'll announce what day it's going to be because it changes. Yeah, yeah, we want you to come down and say hi and, and hang out. And if you're listening, tell your friends. If, if you like the show, tell your friends about it. Spread the word. Send it around. That's right. Sharing you know, is good. Sharing is caring. Sharing is good. So I can not, So whenever people come up, I love, by the way, when you come up to me. I do. I absolutely love it, love it, love it. And I had a couple uh, really kind people. Uh, stopped me the, uh, the last uh, last ten days or so. People in the South Side. I was in Rite Aid. Some real nice lady, real girl, stopped me. Says she listens to the show all the time. Appreciate that. Gretchen was here last week. I love that Gretchen stopped by. We're always listens to the show. But I love when you stop and say you listen to the show. It means a lot. But anyway, we want you to spread the word. So you know we don't have to. You don't have to say all the time. Dave and Frank have to say it more than me, which is you know, not you on the radio anymore. <laughs> well, we sort of are. I am on, or I sort of am on the internet radio. radio, baby. We're on this radio. We're on, the, on this. So, so hope you enjoy it. It's no restrictions, which Thus, means we can say we can you s- can say all the things that you got bleeped for. I can say for everything. Years. I yes, I could say everything I I got bleeped for. Everything a consultant told me. You know uh-huh. what? We just don't want you to say that. <laughs> it's just it's like 1988 all over again. It's a beautiful thing. It's a it's a reboot. So tell everybody no restrictions. What, what do we call it? Pod, Pittsburgh Podcast. Yeah, Pittsburgh Podcast. Pittsburgh Podcast. Pittsburgh Podcast. <laughs> everyone have a great week. Talk to you later. No restrictions. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Craig Wolfley, and welcome to a new season of Pre-Game Meal with Tunch Ilkin and myself. We're going to break down each and every Steelers opponent, and you'll get the best right here on the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. For more content from this show and other podcasts from your favorite Pittsburgh personalities, subscribe for free on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio. Just search Pittsburgh Podcast Network on any of these apps and check us out at pittsburghpodcastnetwork.com. Thanks for listening.